Welcome back, you guys. This is the Be Loyal Podcast. Of course, I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins, and every episode here is designed to help you move beyond average and towards the best life of your life. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about fear, and we're going to do it in a little bit of a non-traditional manner, so I think you'll enjoy it. Hey, do me a favor. At the end of this episode, go to my website, AaronKeithHawkins.com, and on the right side of the screen, you'll see a speak pipe tab where you can just drop me a voicemail. Let me know what your favorite part about today's episode was. And if you want to ask me a question about pretty much anything, um, this show is for you. So I love your feedback and love to get your input and your perspective about what you want to hear more about. So with that said, and without any further delay, let's get started. What's going on, you guys? Today, we're going to talk for a few minutes about fear. And we are not going to talk about fear in the traditional sense of conquer fear, overcome fear, have no fear, be fearless. Because, come on, after a while, it just, it just starts to sound like this ridiculously impossible battle cry, doesn't it? So let's just chill for a minute, turn the lens around, and... Let's consider that maybe we're just being a little too harsh on fear. Because is there a better alternative than constantly thinking of fear as this enemy that needs to be destroyed or crushed or overcome? I personally don't think the problem is that we experience fear. Fear is a natural emotion. Fear is part of the human experience. It's normal to experience fear. But the problem is we're not in a habit of utilizing fear as a tool or an asset that can be used when it's needed and just put aside when it's not. Too often we put fear to work in situations where it's just not serving our current need. It's like using a hatchet to cut a wedding cake. It just gets messy. So why don't we just remember that there's only two fears we're actually born with. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Everything else is just learned. And we already know that just because we learn something, it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. So what happens if we just decided to be a little more selective and decide how we're going to use fear? Because after all, it's our emotion. We own it. So if we own it, we can use it for our own benefit. We don't belong to fear. Fear belongs to us. And we can choose what we're going to do with it. So instead of running from it, or trying to smash it, or why don't we just learn from it? Use it like a tool. Because after all, tools can be helpful if we use them appropriately. So there's a few ways we can do this. Number one, remember that fear thins out the competition. I mean, have you ever thought of asking for a raise, asking somebody out on a date, starting a business, but you were just afraid to take action? Well, here's the deal. Fear has already thinned out the competition for you because there's a ton of other people that are attracted to the same person you're attracted to. They want the same raise. They're interested in the same type of business that you're interested in, but they don't take any action because they're stopped in their tracks. They're scared. So because they're scared, it's the prime opportunity for you to take action and decide what you want in your life. Position yourself to be successful, then go for it. Reap the benefits of the fact that most people, most of the herd, runs from imaginary danger. But you and I, we're bolder than that. 
You can be the employee that's a difference maker on the job and you deserve the raise. You can do the legwork and the research to create an actual business plan that will work. You can be the person that puts others first, that is loving to people that are around you, and you attract people to you, and then go for it. Set yourself up for success by realizing that the competition has been lessened because of fear. Because most people don't learn to use their fear. They just become a slave to it. And here's the second thing. Fear can promote objective thinking. How does that happen? Well, we very often don't realize that fear raises its little head and it shows up in our everyday life camouflaged as something else. And when I say camouflage, I just mean we mislabel it. We'll use words like stress, anxiety, intolerance, jealousy, envy. All these things are just fear. Fear that we'll be late for work. Fear that we're going to lose our boyfriend or girlfriend to somebody else. Fear that we're going to fail at something. Fear that somebody else has something that we'll never be able to have. But what if we get into the habit of thinking objectively about the outcomes of the things we're afraid of? What can actually happen? I'll give an example. If you're running late for work and you're anxious, well, what objectively is going to happen when you arrive at work five minutes late? Will you get yelled at? Will you be suspended? Will you be fired? If you don't know, then just say you don't know. What can you do to apologize? How can you sincerely apologize? How can you avoid being late in the future? Or what if your significant other, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend has an admirer, somebody that likes them? Well, if you trust your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, then why not just be flattered that you have a such an attractive partner that other people think that they're as beautiful as you think they are? And what if your business venture doesn't work out right away? What if it doesn't immediately succeed? Well, think about it objectively. Have you modeled the success of other similar businesses? Can you restructure your business plan if you need to? Can you use what you learn? Can you learn from whatever failures happen and learn something that can help you be successful in the future? My point is, we can use that initial emotion, emotion of fear as a trigger for us to focus on the root of the issue. Then we can either take action to fix a legitimate concern or we can just realize that there's nothing to be concerned about because these stories that we're afraid of about the situation are made up. They haven't even happened. we got to remember that quality fears are necessary. Now, what's a quality fear? I'll give you an example. Let's say you're walking in the woods, walking on your favorite trail, and you see a bear. Now, the old adage of no fear and conquer fear may prompt you to Try to walk up and hug the big bear and pet it because it's cute and fluffy. This is not recommended because a fear of randomly hugging bears in the woods is a quality fear. Plus, it's not nice to scare bears like that. Those are quality fears, things that will actually harm you physically. But the fear of pursuing your dreams, the fear of having a goal and going for it, the fear of living the life that you want to live based on what you value and what you truly think is important, the fear of those things, they're not quality fears. They just set you up for a life full of regrets and missed opportunities. And you and I deserve a heck of a lot better than that. Because we, we need to remember the fourth and most important thing that we're going to talk about today. Fear can be 
exhilarating. Because what good is a roller coaster, a scary movie, skydiving, water rapids, bungee jumping, without fear? I mean, think about it. Living life by telling fear to get the heck out of the way makes us feel alive. When we do something that just exhilarates us beyond stopping because we were afraid, that's what makes us feel alive. If we knew we would absolutely succeed at every single thing we did in our life, things would get so boring. I mean, think about it. Fear dares us to stretch. You think I don't have fear of... I didn't have fear of making this podcast and putting my voice out for the whole world to hear me? Absolutely did. And guess what? It's exhilarating. I love it. Because doing what I do is more important than somebody that may judge me because of it. Remember, there's no real wins if there's no fear of losing. So we don't have to conquer fear. We don't have to crush fear. We don't have to completely obliterate fear. We just have to remember that fear is ours. Ours to control, ours to use when we want to use it, ours to set aside when it's not needed. And if we'll do that, objectively and intelligently, we'll be on our way to living the best life of our life. And come on, let's face it, that's what we all want, right? Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you being here. And until next time, be loyal to yourself, be loyal to each other, and stay awesome. Oh, by the way, guys, if something in this episode or any of the episodes really resonated with you, like really reached you, if, it's some, you've had, if you heard something that helped, do someone a favor. Share this podcast with them. I'd really love to grow our community to literally millions. Um, and I know that sounds outlandish, crazy, whatever the case may be. This is a brand new podcast and to suggest I'm going to reach millions of people is nuts. But if you're going to do something, I say, especially if you're going to do something for the purpose of helping someone, then do it big. And that's what I want to do. And I know that this community will not grow without your help. So I'm asking you for your help. I promise to be here if you promise to, to spread the message, if it means something to you. So thanks again. And we will talk very soon. Appreciate you guys' support, your comments, your feedback. I sincerely have so much love and appreciation for all of you guys. So thanks again. And we're going to talk real soon. Mm-hmm.